Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll. And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe deliberation room for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching 12 Angry Men. Guilty. Guilty. Not guilty. Guilty. Boy, how do you like that? <laughs> Number 87 on the AFI list. <laughs> Warning, uh, there will be spoilers about this grumpy old film. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm already loving this. (laughs) Twelve angry men. Those men were so angry. (laughs) Um, Liana, I'd love to hear your prediction of this movie. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, of course. As a theater major, I'm interested to hear your unique perspective. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right, here you go. Hi, Sienna. It's Liana. I'm about to watch 12 Angry Men. I've seen this movie before. Oh my gosh. Deliberations. I think it's the angry guy from a couple of movies we've watched before who's real pissed off because he just wants to go home. And maybe Henry Fonda? Yeah. It's a big actor who's like, hey, maybe, maybe we should all think about this differently. It's fine. I might fall asleep. Love you. (laughs) Fantastic. Okay, you've seen it before. Oh, yeah. I feel like so many times. Have you? We'll have to listen to my prediction. Okay. I think I... I don't know if I say it. Okay. Okay. Hi, Liana. It's Sienna. (sighs) I'm about to watch 12 Angry Men. I'm weirdly excited for this movie because I know it's based on a play and those movies tend to be pretty fun Mm. and it's going to be arguing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we have to cut this out, but if there's 12 men, one of them at least has to be cute. Yes. And I could really use that right now. Um, (laughs) We're never cutting that. Why would we ever cut that? I predict there are going to be jurors. 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 And they're going to argue about a case. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the case is. Mm -hmm. Maybe murder. (laughs) And we're going to think about morals and the law, etc. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. Murder is what a Midwesterner calls the place that Frodo destroyed the ring. (laughs) Murder. We have to take it to murder. I was pretty hyped, I gotta say. So you had not seen it before? I had not seen it, though I had seen a play version called 12 Angry Women. At Stanford University? At Stanford University. Ah, yes. (laughs) I had seen this movie so many times. I swear to God, I thought we had already reviewed it on this podcast. 
Do you think it's because your mom is a lawyer <laughs> and that your brother is a lawyer? <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, I think it's I was conflating it with To Kill a Mockingbird because black and white courtroom drama. I was like, surely yeah. we've seen also 12 Angry Men. Right. Uh huh. But no, we have not. This is our first time reviewing it for the podcast. Yeah. First and, and my first last. Time- my first time seeing it ever dang wow oh my god wow okay well sienna would you please for for those of us at home who don't recall what happens give us a synopsis of 12 angry men (laughs) i really love that uh, they're so angry 12 angry men Twelve white guy jurors discuss the fate of a young man accused of murdering his father. At first, Henry Fonda is the only one to vote not guilty. He just wants to talk about it. Gradually, over the course of one sweaty hour, the men deliberate, revealing their own biases, toxicities, and compassion, together uncovering what may have really happened on the night in question. Spoiler alert, in the end, they all vote not guilty. Yes! The end! Slay! It's one of those nice one-room movies. I love a one-room movie. I actually really do. I love them so much. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly where we are. It's like going to the grocery store. You just, you know what to expect. Exactly. The security yeah. of a grocery store that can also be found in a one-room movie, which I know there's an actual term for. Is it like, like a, a bottle, bottle episode? episode? Oh, my God. Oh, my. I don't know if they... Is a movie like that called a bottle episode? A bottle film? I guess we'll never find out, because that's not in my historical context. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, speaking of historical context, hey. Liana, what do you have for us today? Okay. Okay, um, order in the court and welcome to the historical context for 12 Angry Men, the 1957 film directed by Sidney Lumet, who also directed Network, apparently, if we remember <gasps> literally anything about that film. I do. Oh. I for one do. I have no, no <laughs> recollection. But 12 Angry Men was Lumet's first feature film. And not wow. to be a dick, but it shows. Okay, it's based on the t- <laughs> a teleplay okay. of the same name written by Reginald Rose, which was broadcast live on the CBS program Studio One in September 1954 and then adapted for the stage in 1955. So it is a play, but it was performed on television first. Oh. But it definitely has play vibes. It definitely is a play. That is a play. And the AFI ranks 12 Angry Men, second only to To Kill a Mockingbird in its list of best courtroom dramas. So it loved it. (laughs) And it does really have To Kill a Mockingbird vibes, which we will get to. Hmm. And now an attempt at a little bit of history about jury duty. I'm excited. I learned I don't know some why. things and I, I don't just know. Why I'm know excited, but I, am. I just know uh-huh. I didn't learn everything because it couldn't be done in the time allotted. But here's my loose understanding of some of the history of jury duty. Perfect. In the 15th century. <laughs> <laughs> Always a great place to start. A jury trial replaces the trial by ordeal in England. Trial by ordeal was like straight up torture. And they were like, oh, hey, okay, we should probably stop doing that. And we should instead maybe get like a jury of their peers to rule on if they thought they did it or not. (laughs) Then the expansion of the British Empire takes jury trials to Asia, Africa and the American continent. The French Revolution brings the jury to the European continent. But where it really flourished was the United States of America. Oh, how we love a jury of our peers usa 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 jury duty in america in 1776 (laughs) thomas jefferson includes in his their litany of grievances against king george iii in the declaration of independence quote depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury end quote 
So from the dawn of America, as we know it, it was understood how beneficial a trial by jury is. In 1791, the Bill of Rights was ratified, including the Sixth and the Seventh Amendments. The Sixth Amendment guarantees the rights of criminal defendants to a speedy and public trial, a lawyer, an impartial jury, the right to know who your accusers are, and the nature of the charges and evidence against you. The Seventh Amendment guarantees the right to a trial by jury in civil cases. So the Sixth and the Seventh Amendment together guarantee a jury trial in civil and criminal cases. (sighs) However, Ah. all of that was a federal ruling. And as we maybe have heard a lot about in America, there's this thing called states' rights that people are mm, often obsessed with. In 1968, a landmark Supreme Court case called Duncan v. Louisiana was ruled in which Gary Duncan was a black teenager who was accused of battery for touching a white boy's elbow outside a recently desegregated school. And the Louisiana Constitution at the time only guaranteed jury trials in cases where the defendant faced capital punishment or imprisonment by hard labor. So because the punishment that Gary Duncan was facing was less intense than that. He was not guaranteed a jury in his trial. It was potentially just going to go, I think, to only a judge instead of like a jury of his peers type Mm -hmm. vibes. But the case was ultimately taken to the Supreme Court. And this is from Stanford Law. Quote, the Supreme Court ultimately held that the Sixth Amendment's guarantee of trial by jury in criminal cases was fundamental to the American scheme of justice and that the right must apply in state as well as federal court. So that Supreme Court case essentially guaranteed, I think, a jury in state trials as well as federal ones. Hmm. But it's America. And so things have certainly not been perfect when it comes to even the jury itself. For a long time, juries were pretty much reserved only for white men to serve on particularly at the beginning of America, when the Constitution initially denied black people the right to serve on juries by classifying enslaved black people as property instead of as human beings. Uh Additionally, initially, federal law granted individual states the discretion to determine juror qualifications, which allowed states to just extremely discriminate about who could serve on a jury. The 14th and 15th Amendments in 1868 and 1870, respectfully, respectively, (laughs) respectfully, respectively, guaranteed black men the right to vote and legal protections against racial discrimination, which theoretically should have made it easier for black men specifically to serve on a jury in America. The Civil Rights Act of 1875 outlawed race-based discrimination in jury selection. And then in another Supreme Court case in 1975, 100 years later, the court case was called Taylor v. Louisiana. The court ruled that a jury must be made up of a representative cross-section of the community, meaning like if, for example, 20% of the community is women, 20% of the jury also has to be women, that type of thing. Right. right. Which a terrifying ratio. (laughs) Um, All of these facts, by the way, about who who can serve on a jury are from an article called Race and the Jury, published by the Equal Justice Initiative. And they note that, quote, courts routinely fail to enforce these requirements, end Mm. quote. So while, yes, there are laws in place to theoretically ensure equal representation on juries, it's down to like the individual courts themselves in terms of how those actually get enforced. And to this day, very overt and now covert methods are used to exclude people, often black people, from serving on juries. Courts will sometimes even um, print like the list of names of like white people who have been pulled for jury duty on one color of paper and the list of the names Uh of the black people who've been selected for jury duty on a different color of paper. So that when the time comes to like randomly draw the names from those sheets of paper, they can actually be very selective about whose names they're drawing. They're actually... Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> That's it's an unsophisticated so type of fucked up. It's crazy. It's, yeah. Other methods that are used to exclude people from juries are those people being declared unfit to serve on a jury for often just very arbitrary reasons. Mm-hmm. And 
peremptory strikes, which lawyers are given. And I think what it means, and I apologize to every lawyer who's listening (laughs) for this very uh, haphazard understanding of this, but I think what it means is that lawyers can kind of like, without having a specific reason, just strike certain people from the jury. If they're like, oh, no, I don't want this person to serve on the jury. They just basically can like veto certain people from getting onto the jury. Wow. All of that to say, this is a very, very ongoing situation. So like, yes, this movie from 1957 with an all white male jury seems like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. It's actually not. And not even Mm. to this day. Um, And finally, a quote from the Equal Justice Initiative, quote, more than 40% of Americans are people of color, but 95% of elected prosecutors are white. Similar disparities exist within the judiciary. And that is the end of the historical context for 12 angry men. Wow. Gives us some context for how this jury is made up of just 12 white guys. Yeah. Are we about to take an ad break? Guilty as charged. We'll be right back. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, Liana, so much for that historical context. Thank you. It's a jury duty movie, baby. It's a jury, jury duty. duty movie. Have you ever done jury duty? No, have you? No. Not yet. My time has not yet come. I've been summoned once, but it was the week that I was moving out of that state, so. Oh. Nice. Well, Liana, shall we move on to our phone notes? (laughs) Yes. And I'm so pleased with the first thing that you've written. This is, of course, phone notes where we look at the notes that the other person took on their phone while watching the movie. And Sienna, you said, I I thought they'd be hotter. And I would love, please, if you could speak more on that. I don't know what's going on with me, you guys. (laughs) But when... (laughs) When we get the first shot of this jury, I was like, wait, is this the 12 angry men? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I said out loud to my the jury of my peers who I was watching it with. Of course. I said, wait, guys, I, I don't know why, but I really I thought that they would this would be a hotter bunch. <laughs> Just numbers wise. I thought that, you know, we'd have about 50 50. Oh, my God. 50 50 hotties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On any but, jury. Uh, I mean, if it's supposed to be representative of the community. Is the assumption yeah. that 50% of the community is hot? Um, this probably was guess, a pretty accurate sample. I guess that was my assumption, but yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too into it because it starts being just kind of rude. Sure. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it being a movie, I thought there'd be some more 
some more hotties on the on I think the that's jury, very baby. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, very stupid. That is that my that it's funny that my I felt genuine surprise <laughs> at the very beginning of this movie. I was like, oh, this is them. Whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess. All right. <laughs> Fine. They just look like regular people. Oh my god. It's like a jury. Like that's the point. Oh, I love that. Okay, Liana, you said it would suck so much to have to be the group project leader of a jury. Mm-hmm. Which I think the is technically leader. the foreman. Yes. Right. Played by Arbogast, who falls down the stairs in a silly way oh. in Psycho. Oh my god. See, okay, while you were like, I thought more of them would be hotter, I was like, I thought we'd have seen more of them before. But it yeah. turns out <laughs> we have. Oh, We'd no. We'd seen him. Yeah. We'd seen... Henry Fonda. The, Henry Fonda. The Grapes of Wrath. In The Grapes of Wrath. We'd seen the bad guy. The angry the, juror number three. The angriest man. The angriest man. <laughs> was from On the Waterfront playing uh-huh. another angry man. Uh-huh. Had we seen anybody else? I recognized a couple of them. Juror number two, who had the little voice and offered people a cough drop. Yeah. He is the voice of Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, my God. So I knew him. Wow. No wonder he was such a comforting presence. Oh, I am so happy we're going to address this quote. Liana, you have written, I was so embarrassed I almost threw up. About your weak son, <laughs> LMAO. <laughs> and you written, I laughed out loud as well. Oh, uh-huh. I couldn't believe. You wrote, children all let you down. You abuse them and then they don't like you. Disappointing. <laughs> That was the funniest thing in the world to me. What was this character's name in On the Waterfront was what? Like Smiley, Happy, Lucky? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Throat Gosh. neck scar guy, right? He had a big neck scar. Did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Neck scar. Remember, he's um, like, this is my neck scar. And he pulls his shirt down. <laughs> yeah. So the angriest man, aka neck scar, he pipes up pretty early on. He's like... Yeah, he stabbed his father. You know, do you guys know anything about fathers and sons? For example, me, my son was scared one time and I was so embarrassed. I almost threw up. So I punched him or I made him fight people. I oh I, I just yelled at him and hit him until yeah. until he ran away. Yeah. And now he doesn't talk to me. We've been estranged so, for two years. Yeah. Now we've been estranged. And in that way, children will always let you down. <laughs> It's like, wow, oh, it doesn't sound like, um, it didn't prove the point you think it's proving. It just reminded me, like, to be so embarrassed that you almost throw up reminded me of All About Eve, where Marilyn Monroe was so nervous around Betty Davis that she left and yeah. had to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think that's the funniest emotional response to something, like to feel so strongly about something, Yeah, either in embarrassment or nerves or whatever, yeah. that you throw up. That made me think, when was the movie that you threw up recently? <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. I threw up. She threw up. So maybe maybe in that way I can understand this man. Yeah. But he wanted the he wanted violence. I've had some humiliating moments this week and I've felt I've felt sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I just Sometimes can't imagine just like that point. someone else embarrassing you so much. That you feel yeah, you must yeah, you're so up. vicariously embarrassed. <laughs> like, oh, my son is such a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sienna. Uh huh. I think this is a much truer thing. You've written twelve hangry men. That's exactly so it. I, like. They're a. They're definitely hungry. The reason oh, yeah. I thought of this to begin with is because they all had these like little character traits, and I thought at first it'd be funny if one of them was just really hungry. Mm. Like that one kept wanting to get to the baseball game, but if yeah. one was just like, "Does anybody have any nuts? <laughs> Does anybody have any pretzels or anything? Yeah. Do you think that if we ask, they'd offer us some grapes or something? Uh-huh. I'm so hungry. Totally. But then, I mean. A, I think that's got to be part of it. B, we know that so much of history, so many wars have been waged because somebody didn't have a snack when they needed one. <laughs> let's, let's be Hanger honest. Hunger is so volatile. You can't not provide snacks in a jury room. It seemed a little insane to me, the fact that they lock them in this room and the only <laughs> thing that they can do while in it is argue and piss. And I was like, <laughs> really? Like, you're not setting a room up of people up to make good decisions. Oh my gosh. With no refreshments. 
no snacks. Absolutely. It's famously dinner time because they keep checking their clocks and they're like, it's 6.15 p.m. Let's right. talk until 7 and then declare a hung jury or whatever. That's wild. Someone's got to at least order boba. I know. <laughs> Imagine if one of them at some point is like, hey, I'm going to door dash some boba. Does anybody want anything? <laughs> Does anybody want any? But they could never agree on an order all together. No. Like if they had to order a pizza, they'd have to get 12 different slices with 12 yeah. different toppings. 12 pizza men. Sorry, is this Domino's is like, this is a 12 angry men situation. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. Ugh. Slice one. <laughs> what do you want? All right. Slice two. Okay. Slice three. The angriest yeah, what slice. What pizza do you think each jerk Oh my gosh. Dish? Yes. We have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think um, of, of the big three, like juror number three, the angry one, juror number eight, yeah. Henry Fonda, and we'll pick another one. I think juror number three would be like an arrabbiata, like a spicy red sauce. Oh, or like one with the, all the meats. And all the meats. Absolutely. Sausage for sure. <laughs> yeah. Henry Fonda um, would probably do something with like kale. Yeah. Either a margarita or like whichever one is like the cream with with like arugula mm-hmm. and some prosciutto. Oh, yes. Um, An elegant and then, slice. And then what about maybe piglet? Oh, or snazzy hat guy. <laughs> oh, baseball man. Baseball man would get a hot dog. On top yeah. of a slice of pizza. <laughs> They'd be like, we don't serve that. <laughs> like, I need to go out to the ball game. Like, listen, I know where you can get one. If you head straight to Fenway Park. <laughs> <laughs> on Yankee Stadium. Pick Yankee Stadium will give you one. Oh, um, my God. Okay. okay, Sienna, you said the bad guy keeps getting owned LMAO. And then you said, OMG, I just broke my laptop. You broke it while watching the movie? Yep. <gasps> yeah, I, I, I said it. I took a break. I paused the movie. To upload the episode. Mm-hmm. And I set it on the side of the couch and I knew, I knew. And and it just hit the one spot on the one, like, oh, so, so stupid. Damn. Anyway, yep. And then my screen shattered and I went, oh, no. Oh, my God. So I was the one who got owned at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm so sorry that happened. Oh, speaking of... uh owning and punching etc you said wow this guy is roasting the old man witness quiet insignificant been nothing all his life oh my gosh he does that with the old man and then he later roasts the the woman eyewitness he's like oh my god oh and you've written (laughs) it's all making sense now the woman was ugly and vain (laughs) literally the, mm -hmm. the only thing that these men can agree on for the entire movie is that this woman was trying too hard. Yeah. They're like, we all know she's 45 trying to look 35. So we cannot believe a thing that she says. The whole movie, everything everybody says, they're like, yeah, that's not true. You're wrong. You're wrong with that one. Like, yeah, well, we know, you know, she was kind of a dog and she was trying to look, you know, better than she did. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, course. Absolutely. <laughs> what? That's so Consensus. rude. <laughs> she was just not wearing her glasses. Like, oh, remember? She tried to fool us all by taking off her glasses, but we could still see the ugly dents in her 45-year-old nose. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa. She clearly doesn't go out much. Yeah, she clearly doesn't go out much. Like, what? Why what? is that something we're talking about? Putting um, the miss in mistrial. <laughs> <laughs> Liana, you said his father was 6'2". I'm listening. (laughs) Because that part where you've said someone stand here so I can stab you. They try to like reenact the stabbing and guess at the height. Yeah. And they're like, the boy was 5'7". And I was like, eh, whatever. But the father was 6'2". And I said, oh. Hello. And we're back in the film. I'm I'm once again paying attention. (laughs) I have tuned back in. I've tuned back in. A 6'2 daddy? (laughs) Okay. Liana, you said, and I totally agree with this. This was so, it was so. Mm. You said, okay, bruh, sort of psycho to rip up a photo of your estranged son. (laughs) The angriest juror, the angriest man goes into the, he gets the angriest that you see him all bottle episode. And he is like, the kids these days, they're just, oh, you try your your hardest and kids and then he gets the photo out of his estranged son he hasn't heard from in two years who once made him so embarrassed he almost threw up and he shreds it and then he says not guilty 
And it's like, if that was all building up to you admitting that you don't think this person is guilty, I feel like you're going to want that photo of your estranged son as a bit of a comfort at the end of a long and challenging day for you. It, uh, he was, he was a sad, he was a mess. I mean, it was, he was a mess. He was, he was was an angry mess. It really was, um, very accurate about a lot of the people who are the the angriest in this world or who are going to make things your biggest, be the biggest problem. Do you know what? I just haven't dealt with their own trauma. Like just get get to therapy, my friend. And then you won't want to put a man to death. We, we joked last week that we've already watched like every film on this list has been 12 angry men and Jaws mm-hmm. was one angry shark. And now it's got me thinking like maybe Megan has an estranged son and she was just trying to process that. <laughs> and that's why she was fighting a boat. And she's making it everybody else's problem. It's everyone else. She, that's, that's the actual logline for Jaws. She's got an estranged son and she's making it everyone else's problem. <laughs> It really puts the movie in a whole new light. It makes it make a lot of more sense. Yeah. <laughs> you I might start rooting for the shark. Oh, I'm I'm rooting for Megan 100% of the time. Megan forever. Did someone just embarrass you so much that you nearly threw up? Take some deep breaths. We'll be right back. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And Liana, your last note, which I also noticed, <laughs> is ah, uh, and one woman seen from a distance. <laughs> These men leave the room. They've they've had a long day. They've made their decision, and they yep. all head off to their their separate ways. Yep. And. We see a woman in front of the courthouse, also existing from 80 yards away. (laughs) It was kind of, I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy actually to see a woman after all of that. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think by definition, this was the most male movie we've watched. Yeah. In fact, this might lead us to our next segment. Which, of course, is Badges and Trages. Yes. Where we award the uh, film Badges for... Um, bailiffs. Bailiffs. And Trages for... Trials of... Trials Trials by ordeal. By ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> I have a badge for air conditioning. Not seen in the film, but a general badge for it. Oh, Would have helped these I, boys a lot. I wish I had it right now. Mm. Um... I do. 
<laughs> I said it on. Um, badge for seeing these old public restrooms. I I love to see how they lived before. They're, they're the towel things and then um, the little soap, whatever. My what? next what? badge is a badge for these soap dispensers because they oh, were okay. gorgeous. Gorgeous. Very gorgeous. They were so gorgeous. It was funny that they also had a women's restroom because like who's that using made it? me laugh at, at the beginning. I was like, oh, of course, there's only a restroom for men. And then there was a restroom for women. And I was like, wait, why? Badge for this hat guy said that he sold marmalade last year. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I what? love that. Say more right now. Badge for he don't even speak good English. He doesn't even speak good English. Slay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love a moment like that. Badge for a film that takes place in one room. It is oh so clear. Mm-hmm. There's one problem the whole time. Yep. And we know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Certainly not ambiguous. My final badge is a badge for the casting. I think they actually cast this film very well. Like, you need a piglet you need the angriest man, Yeah, and they found him. You need yeah. a baseball guy, you need Superman, yeah. and you need Henry Fonda. Yeah, most of them were pretty relevant. Most. <laughs> <laughs> um, badge for calling an idea a cutie. Oh! The Superman guy at some point, he's like, oh yeah, I forget how he puts it, but he's talking about some other guy's idea, and he's like, yeah, I've got a little cutie to share as well oh my god <laughs> do you think this like is that? like how like, ad men speak yeah like they, they just are so endeared to their own minds yeah that they when they talk about their ideas uh-huh. they reference them as like oh, they're like cutie, turned on sweetie yeah i'm yeah, real hottie of an idea little, up here t- tossing a tossing a little hottie around oh yeah <laughs> absolute absolute bombshell up there yeah. badge for i was so embarrassed i almost threw up that's <laughs> hilarious badge for Hey, anybody want a cough drop? Yeah. Oh, sweet piglet. Sweet piglet. That was very funny. And badge for a movie that was a play. Yes. Very acting forward. Tend yeah. To enjoy those. Yeah. There were some very play moments, like when they're all getting up and turning their bodies away, artistically. <laughs> racist man. <laughs> very choreography. Mm, and that's... I go, what? And then I go, oh, it's a play. That's a perfect segue <laughs> into tragedies, actually, if you can believe it. Tragedies. You can go first. A trage for the death penalty. Yeah. I find that tragic as well. <laughs> I also am against it. Um, trage for... My one vague tragedy... I wish I'd been a bit more invested. I found I found the sound quality really distracting at the mm. beginning. I don't know why, but for, for my... The type of... Just the way my brain works, I found it difficult to tune in for a while. And then a, a ways in, I was more invested. But I think also part of that is that my laptop broke. So I like, <laughs> watch it again at another time. But I thought it would be like grab me a lot more. And I think part of that might be just the actual visuals being just truly 12 adult men. Yes. <laughs> but I, I wanted I, what I my all that optimism I had. I didn't it wasn't quite 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 fulfilled mm-hmm. that's one tragedy. i love the idea of pitching this movie today and being like okay hear me out it's 12 adult men <laughs> all white and they're so angry trage for this man looking directly into the camera juror number nine very still um looked what did oh shiny shiny juror number nine Oh, yeah. Sometimes the close-ups on him, he wasn't not looking right down the lens. Oh, yeah. They did put a particular shot on him. I don't know why they kept doing that. I was kind of into it, mm. but I don't know why they did that. Mm. Trage for everybody looks the same. Eek. I was kind of mentioning this before. Truly, everyone, the, the, their outfits especially. Yeah. Because they were all wearing their little ties and stuff. Yep. They did. I mean, yeah. No, they were distinct characters. But every now and then when you just like opened your eyes and just saw this whole room. It was just kind of a lot. I wish that more of them had been wearing hats or they had <laughs> different haircuts or this is when it helps to have people of, for example, different colors and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. It can just really help in terms of uh, breaking up the, the, the visuals. There. Yeah, it was visually monotonous for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Trage for the camera is far too close. What was this camera doing? Very much too close. And I get he was trying to make it feel claustrophobic, but it actually was just yeah. simply too close. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's not for me. My final trage is the only thing the men have agreed on all day is that this woman is trying too hard to look good. 
You're so hilarious. right. They do not once bat an eyelid at, at everybody having that opinion. My final trage is a trage for the blocking of this is sometimes not sensible. <laughs> when I, I get what they are doing when the guy goes on this racist tirade and then they, they put him in his like racist timeout area, as you as you noted. But everybody starts standing up and just turning away from him in a way that was very theatrical. Sure. But if that actually happened <laughs> in the middle of a jury deliberation, people just stood up and started morally turning their backs on you Uh i don't know yeah it felt silly (laughs) yes it was silly certainly yeah it felt like a play but it not in like the realism way that the rest of the movie was feeling also tribes that they knew that racism like that was super gross at the time like very very much like you know they were all like dude this is not okay for you to be making assumptions about this man based on his background yeah totally and that's all that a lot of the American legal system ends up being a lot of the time. Yeah. You know what? So it's one of those strange things where you're like, really? I didn't, uh, we've all, uh." I feel like that's an existential trage about this movie Mm -hmm. where it's like, yes, you're showing an example of like how a jury is like a helpful thing. If you sort of like take a second and like stand up for what's right and whatever. But the whole point that they're making before that is, or the whole reason that they have to do this as a jury is because Uh the entire legal system up until this point failed the kid. Totally. And it's like, yeah, you're sort of pointing that out, but it also gets this weird like Hollywood ending where it like, and it works out. I don't know. Everything worked out. The white men were so empathetic. They saved the boy. Well, Liana, shall we move on to our next segment? Yes, of course. Which, of course, is how to pretend you've seen this film. Mm-hmm. This is for You Are at Jury Duty. Oh, my gosh. Order in the court. And uh, you guys are sitting around, about to deliberate, and... Um, uh, it's anybody- oh, we didn't know them. Juror number... <laughs> juror number three uh, turns to you and says, I... This is my... 200th time <laughs> jury duty I managed to get them to choose me every time mm-hmm. I love it so much mm-hmm. because it reminds me of my favorite movie oh my gosh oh I bring a switchblade every time I come here just so I can bring it out and make a point you're like oh yeah I thought I saw that get confiscated at the metal detector yeah. that was you why would you do that oh my god uh, and um the thing that I love most about coming to jury duty is coming and telling people about my favorite movie, which is, of course, 12 Angry Men. And I'm going to talk about it this entire time. And in order to stop, hour. in order to stop Juror 3 from summoning you into a trap of hearing about this movie, we're going to give you a few sentences you can pre- you can say to pretend you've seen the film 12 Angry Men. Yes, Juror number three. Um, something that I said before even seeing that film was, um, I'm pretty sure I've already seen that film. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yes, juror number three. I have seen that film. Please calm down. Uh, That movie really, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, teaches us about the flexibility of our own moralities. Mm. Oh, juror number three, I'm sorry. I can't listen to you right now. I just, I miss my estranged son who made me throw up so much. Yes, juror number three, I'm trying to get to the bathroom, please. Uh, And I have already seen this movie. If this movie's about anything, at the end of the day, it's about bias. (laughs) (laughs) I understood it. I understood the film. Mm. This is me getting home for the day, telling my my friend about my day at at jury duty. He called me an idiot, so I yelled at him. It happened in the movie. <gasps> that happens. Uh yes, juror number 3, I have seen the film 12 Angry Men. This film is just one Hollywood glimpse into the ways that the legal system fail much of America. Yes. I'll say it. I said it. I said it. Now let yes. me let me go to the bathroom. Oh. I need to go use those little soap dispensers and dry my hands on dirty towels. Those towels are so dirty. Oh my god! I'm gonna put my face on them. I want. I have that right. Oh, that is my right. They all did that. That's so true. Juror number three. I'm sorry. I can't go out with you after this because, as juror number four said, my routine after work is I leave the office at eight thirty and I go straight home and to bed. 
That's so you. <laughs> that was a man after my own heart. I love him. Well, Liana. Yes. It's time for our next segment. Of course. Of course. Of course. This is a little segment we have designed to save you time. Yes. This is Should You Watch This Or, where we tell you if we think you should watch the movie or if you should do something else with your time. Liana. I am, it's been a while since I've watched this, so with that caveat in mind, I am recommending that you watch 12 Angry Men Inside Amy Schumer, because she did fully like a 21-minute parody of 12 Angry Men, but I think what they're deliberating is whether or not Amy Schumer is hot. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard about this, I haven't seen it, but it was brought up to me when this movie came up, and it sounds so funny. Yes, I think I watched it in college, and I haven't seen it again since then, but it's on like ComedyCentral.com. And it's got like Jeff Goldblum and Paul Giamatti and Kamel Nanjiani. It's got this all-star cast. And I it I saw just the very beginning of it today. And she they like directly are spoofing the visuals in the movie. Like you even you see you start with the courthouse and then you see like two men try to open a window together. Like just the exact stuff uh-huh. that you see in the movie. So it's a very fun, very, very funny parody of the film. That's what I would <laughs> say. It. Sienna, what about you? Fantastic. I'm going to say, if you want to watch a movie or anything with lots of men in it. Oh, yeah. You don't have to watch this movie. You don't have to. (laughs) It was it was a it was all right. I liked it more than a lot of the movies on here. But um, yeah, you don't have to watch it. Um, If you want to watch something with a lot of men and sometimes bureaucracy comes up because mm. it's british and british stuff you could watch a thing by monty python ah. <laughs> they talk about they have you know what they have they have trial by ordeal ordeal <laughs> in um they have trial by ordeal in the holy grail with the witches yeah oh yeah so if she weighs the same as a duck she's made of wood <laughs> yeah which means I, a witch so if you want to see Trial by Ordeal <laughs> and a lot of men, mm. many of them angry, oh my God. you can watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which yes. is, of course, very much the same as this movie. There you go. Yeah, great. Yes. Liana, what would you rate the film 12 Angry Men, the movie you've seen many times? You know, I, I wasn't excited to watch it, I think, because I've seen it before, but I don't actually mind the film. I think there's a lot that I enjoy about it. Like, I think a lot of the acting mm-hmm. is good. I really like that it ends with them reaching a verdict and it doesn't tell you like what the truth is because that's not the point. The point is like what they think. Uh Um, And I appreciate the aversion to the death penalty overall Uh (laughs) in the piece. So I would give this movie three surprise switchblades out of five Uh for all of those reasons. What about you, Sienna? Um, I... Still really like this movie in theory, and I did like it. Mm. This is one that I will be looking forward to watching again someday. Yeah. the parts where I tuned out, for example, when I dropped my laptop on the ground and it broke and I went, oh. <laughs> um, that Talk about a trial like by to- ordeal. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would like to watch it again without <laughs> having that happen. Um, but uh, I, in terms of movies that are plays, like I really – something like um, – Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf sticks mm. with me a lot more, yeah. I think. But I still enjoyed this one. So I think I'll give it as well a three out of five. Um, a three snazzy hats mm. out of five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was it was good. A lot of people like it, and I think it's worth liking. Yes. Um, and it's, it's my kind of movie. I just need to watch it again in a time where I can focus in a little bit more. But yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good job, 12 men. <laughs> Good job to you. Yeah. I wonder if there were any women working on this production. Oh, there's almost anywhere. no way. Maybe in the costume department, but I was thinking that, like maybe costumes, but they were really just wearing women. shirts. And then the one woman seen from a distance, who I'm sure was not credited. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, oh. there you go. This has been two tired women's review of 12 <laughs> Angry Men. We are Tossed Popcorn. We're we're Tossed Popcorn. You can follow us so many places. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on uh, on TikTok, all Mm -hmm. at Tossed Popcorn. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tossed Popcorn. Yes. Lots of great content on there. Um, And join us next week when we'll be watching Bringing Up Baby. 
Sienna is smiling in a sort of cozy way. And I, I don't won't know. say a thing. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. Okay, Liana's phone is dead. Um, uh, feels really good that it's not me this time. Let's see. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.